You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show. A lot to get to on today's podcast. We'll talk a little bit about what I've seen and observed at BYU football practice yesterday, as well as some tidbits from our practice insider. We'll also get to an interview I did with BYU safeties coach Preston Hadley. Had some great thoughts on what BYU safeties group is trying to do to help improve a porous run defense for BYU in particular and also get some of his thoughts on some of his standout players as well. We'll also catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we normally do. Today's show brought to you by our title sponsor Deseret First Credit Union as well as our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of those great companies as today's podcast rolls on so let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for October 16th, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download this show on a Wednesday hump day. Hopefully, guys, this week is off to a great start. You are on the downhill slide to the weekend at this point. We've officially passed the halfway point of the work week. And thanks again for taking the time to check out this podcast. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all things BYU news. I was out at BYU football practice yesterday. Obviously, the media does not get to watch practice. Practice, uh, during the season, but we go out there right after practice, see players coming off the field, and I can tell you this much. If Tuesday and um, what we saw, uh, guys walking off the field, etc., is any indication of what to expect on Saturday, you're going to have a thin offensive line going into this game against Boise State. Tristan Hodge was not dressed. Keanu Saliapaga was not dressed. Also, uh, Thomas Schof not dressed, and I'm, I'm saying not dressed in the terms of not wearing pads. They were wearing their jerseys, but they were not participating and drills. Uh, both Keanu Saleapaga as well as Shof suffered lower uh, body injuries in the loss to USF last week and Tristan Hodge still dealing with an ongoing issue that appears to have become more serious than originally thought. So all three of those players very much questionable for this weekend's game against Boise State, and that would make uh, Harris Lachance your incumbent uh, starter at right tackle most likely. I think you would keep the other four spots along the offensive line the same as you did against USF, meaning from left to right you have Brady Christensen at left tackle, left guard would be Chandon Herring, center is James Empey, and then right guard would be Clark Barrington in line for his second start in a BYU uniform and then have Harris Lachance at right tackle. It also opens up opportunities for guys in that second and third unit of the offensive line to step forward. State claimed to backup uh, reps really establish themselves and show Coach Mateos and Coach Grimes what they can do along the offensive line. But nonetheless, still a very thin unit at this point and we'll see where it all shakes out on Saturday. We'll bring you any other updates when it comes uh, to BYU you and what we're observing at practice, etc. Our practice insider weighed in yesterday saying that Jaron Hall was working out off to the side with BYU's training staff, still going through concussion protocol. He was throwing passes, but he was not wearing pads. So, 
His status yet to be determined. We'll see what ultimately goes down there. But it appears at this time that Baylor Romney is in line to make his first career start in a BYU uniform. The third quarterback to start for BYU this season if it does end up coming that way. And of course, we'll be sure to track that for you as we roll on throughout the week. One other note from our practice insider is that Diane Gonwoluku was back and fully healthy. I spoke with him yesterday. We'll get to that interview later this week. And he told me right up front that he feels like he's 100%. Just wasn't able to go against USF, but he expects that he will be full go this weekend against Boise State. So that is some positive news when it comes to Diane. One other note for you guys from our practice insider yesterday was that we talked on Monday. If you listen to Monday's podcast, and if you didn't, you can go back and listen to it. But I talked a lot about the fact that Bronco Mendenhall was very in tune with his BYU football programs and knew when to step in, especially on the defensive side of things, to take things over and help course correct his program. Well, I talked about the fact that Kalani Satake probably wanted to follow Bronco's lead at this point. And in talking with our practice insider, Kalani Satake has stepped into a large degree and has really taken on an even more active role with BYU's defense this week than he has at any point in his coaching tenure at BYU. I can tell you guys this much. Kalani Satake is a very trusting individual. He has guys in place on his coaching staff that he wants to let them coach their positions and not get in their way. He doesn't want to become a micromanager and step in and change everything all at once and have his guys distrust that he won't let them do their thing. He wants to do that, but it sounds like he is fed up with the repeated failures of what's going on with his football program. And he is stepping in, like I suggested, suggested on Monday. I had no foreknowledge of this. This was just my thought on Monday's podcast, but it appears this week that Kalani Sitake has stepped in to a large degree into the game planning slash uh, rotations, all the different uh, facets of the defense for BYU, and he's stepping into a large degree. Does that mean he'll be calling plays on Saturday? I don't know that. If he has a play sheet in front of him on Saturday, I think you can make that determination for yourself, but I can tell you this much. Our practice insider weighing in yesterday saying that Kalani is more involved with BYU's defense right now than he has been at any point in his BYU tenureship. His BYU tenure, not tenureship. His BYU tenure and he is making sure that he steps in and he's he's essentially taking on a more active role to make it so that if, he, if this ship is going to go down, he's going to go down fighting. Kalani's a guy who is fiercely loyal. I, I, I respect him immensely for it. And he's tried to give a long leash to his assistants, uh, staffers, etc. to get things fixed. They haven't been fixed. So guess what? He is finally stepping up and taking it upon himself to say, you know what? I've got to get this fixed. He said that multiple times over the previous few years. You heard it a lot during 2017. We've heard it a lot this year amidst a three-game losing streak. Well, guess what? He's finally stepping in and he's taking a more active role. I think he's finally pulled that leash in and is saying, you know what? I can't trust you guys to get the job done. Here's what I have and here's what we're going to do. And we'll see what happens. I'll keep you updated with anything anything else I hear from our practice insider. I am interested to kind of track how things go this week, but I'm sure our practice insider will weigh back in later in the week on what he has observed with regards to coaching staff and what how things are going with BYU. So there you go. Some of the insight as well as our insider information from our practice insider, trying to keep you guys abreast of what's going on with the BYU football program. But I think you can take it as a net positive that Kalani Satake has decided, you know what? 
I need to step in now and really take control of things. I'm going to talk with BYU Safeties coach Preston Hadley here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, do need to remind you guys about our title sponsor on the podcast, and that is our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union. You just hear me talk about this every day on the podcast, but right now, interest rates are crazy low, and it's a great time to consider refinancing your home loan. Why? Well, that's what Deseret First Credit Union is asking. What is your why? What's your passion? What are you trying to pursue? They want to help you save some money so you can invest that in that passion project. Whatever that passion project might be, they want you to consider refinancing your home loan to save some of that money, potentially up to hundreds of dollars a month, guys, and help fund that passion project. Refinancing doesn't have to be hard or even cost you anything, and with rates still low, now is a great time to refinance your mortgage and keep more of that money in your pocket, guys. There's no cost refinancing options. The DFCU Mortgage Team is here to help you guys, whatever financial situation you find yourselves in. First time home buyer, you've bought multiple homes, you're trying to buy your dream home, you've got investment properties. They will make sure you're taken care of and you're in the right financial situation for what you're trying to do. Give them a call, 801-456-7070 or visit dfcu.com to apply in five minutes or less. Once again, that phone number, 801-456-7070, Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC, terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender. Reminder for you guys, when you guys are out and about driving around in your vehicle, make sure to plug in your smart device. Even if it's at your home, use your smart speakers. A lot of you have them. Tell both your smart device, your smartphone, etc., or your smart speaker, play podcast Locked On Cougars. That way you stay up to date with everything going on in BYU Sports News. With this, your daily podcast all focused on BYU. Going to get to an interview with Preston Hadley here in just a second. Had a great chance to catch up with him, talk about the play of guys like Bo Tanner, uh, Austin Lee, etc. We start off this interview, and I, there, the play I'm referring to, you'll hear in just a minute, is the play where Bo Tanner turned around and seemingly just walked or jogged as USF scored a touchdown pass and went for like 36 yards to their tight end. You'll hear him explain what happened on that play, and then the interview kind of progresses from there, get some of his thoughts on what BYU needs to do on the back end of their defense to help their rush defense in particular. So here you go. Preston Hadley, BYU safeties coach, with myself right here on Locked On Cougars. The touchdown pass that they scored on in the end zone, was that just a busted coverage? Uh, no, it was, uh, I mean, I think we, we had guys in position, you know, I think you're, sometimes we just make mental errors, you know, at the end of the day it comes back on the coach, you know, and just just got to get guys to finish plays, and um, but we just got to do a better job just training it in practice. So, uh, but like I said, Guys, I mean, credit them. I mean, made a good play, but yeah, just sometimes that just happens. That's football. Like it's happened to, it's happened to best of us, man. Like we're sometimes we just get beat. Every every know? player has it. Sometimes we just get beat, and it's okay. We line up, play the next play. What does Bo bring to this position? Uh, the thing that jumps out to me uh, is just his speed. Like he can really accelerate speed and athleticism. Um, and abilities to cover in man coverage, like we can, we can really uh, let him play man coverage and maybe lean a safety away from him, you know. So he does a good job, and I think he's actually a really physical player given his his stature and um, like you've, 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 I mean, you've already seen him make some some really nice tackles in the alley, mm-hmm. and where he displays his acceleration, his speed, his ability to tackle and get guys to the ground, and 
I said, I think we just need to keep in mind he's played uh, the position for two months, yeah. you know, and started games and, and played at a really high level, you know. And so uh, he's, he's been a really good asset for our, for our position group. His story's been well chronicled, him deciding to transfer a couple times here. But what does it say that he's come back and now he's contributing at such a high level? Well, I think I, I think it, what it shows is his resiliency. Mm-hmm. You know, like we can sit here and talk about, you know, leaving the team, whatever. Yeah. You know, like everyone has their reasons. Everything has. Everyone's fighting a, a, an internal battle. Um, but it's about how he's framed it as an opportunity to get better and to learn, you know. And I think this experience for him has been good, not just as a football player, but just for him as a person. I think he'll be able to draw from these experiences uh, later on in his life just about not giving up, being a team guy. And uh, he, he's all for the team. Whether I mean, there's been games where you saw early in the season he didn't have a huge role, right? And he still showed up ready to work every day. And now his role is con- uh, continuously grown you know and, and he's taking making the most out of his opportunities so it's been fun to watch it those are the those are the the really uh uh rewarding things as a coach to see successes like this uh for players like Bo. lots been made of the rushing defensive numbers of late you guys as safeties are not necessarily i guess lumped in with the front seven here but what does your group have to do to help improve on that oh i think uh the safeties need to take a lot of responsibility for the rush yards given up in the last uh last game against usf um just not responding fast enough to the run and just uh too many missed tackles and letting plays get out get uh, get out and crease us and again that all falls back on the coach uh just making sure we're we're cleaning those uh those small errors up but you know, it's in the run game. Everyone just wants to exclude the secondary, but it's on all. It's on all eleven, just like in the pass game. You know, it's on all eleven, and so we we share just as much responsibility as the front seven. You know, we're we're quarters defense, yeah. and safeties have run fits, and so uh, we as a group didn't do our part or do good enough uh, in assisting and stopping the run. A guy like Austin Lee, he's played here at a high level for, for quite a while now. What does he bring to this position group that other guys don't? Um, what what stands out to me about Austin is just his his leadership, his ability to, to stay positive in uh, adverse times. You know, because our really our our, our core philosophy or model in our rooms when times get hard we rely on family right you rely on each other and uh, austin is is a a great example in our room of keeping guys together keeping guys uh, bought in coming ready to work every day uh still i I don't think there's a guy on this team who prepares better than him and it shows during the games you know i like you just haven't seen him play a bad game you know guys who prepare the right way just don't play bad like in my whole coaching career the guys who prepare like that like they show up on Saturday, and so that—that's, I think, one of the non-measurables that he brings. And then just his ability to make plays in critical moments. He's—he's he's played both the safety spots just based on need that week, yeah. and uh, you know he's filled in when there's been injuries, and and uh, we've asked a lot out of him, and he's delivered, you know, consistently throughout the whole season. So, yeah, and it's it's always nice to have a guy like that in your position group and on your defense. You know, but we continue. There's still things. Just again, as a, as a group, as a coaching staff, as a team, that uh, that we need to keep improving. You're a guy that grew up in this state. You've seen Boise State kind of rise. I think along with all of us. What do you make of this series? Dude, it's. I th- I think it's a good matchup. Okay. I think it's a really good matchup. I think 
They're a really good team. I uh, I really admire their offensive scheme. Mm-hmm. I admire what they do with uh, in their 12 personnel with the two tight ends. I think uh, they're uh, they're really well coached. Their quarterback is young, but he's not green. Yeah. You know, and uh, they got really good receivers, really athletic guys who can make plays. That if you if you take a play off, like you're gonna pay the price. And their uh, their quarterback is has belief in their receivers uh he he'll throw it up and give him a just let him give him a chance to go make a play or draw a penalty mm-hmm. and uh, i i like i really can appreciate the style of, uh, of offense that they play you know so it's 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 a good matchup man mm-hmm. i think uh like i said talent wise i i think we match up and uh they have a good scheme i i'm really excited about what we're doing right now uh defensively and uh See how it goes, man. Like I'm, I'm excited. It's, it's gonna go 15 rounds. So, <laughs> the boxing analogy. Yeah, man. Uh, Got to hit him with the body blows. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. Uh, I guess the last thing for me is, are they about as true of a multiple set offense in the sense of that word, like where they run so many different schemes and formations? Yeah, they, uh, they're, they're really exotic with all their shifts and motions. Mm-hmm. You know. Like this, this last game, they had three different guys align as a wildcat quarterback. Yeah. You know, whether it's a quarterback, a receiver, mm-hmm. running back. You know, and uh, but yeah, those those things make it challenging as a as a defensive coach to uh, prepare for. Uh, but fortunately for us, we have really smart, really disciplined players. And uh, I think if we're if we just fall back on our, our technique and our execution, just focus on those things, I think guys will be in position to make the play. And then it's just about executing it uh, when you get your moment. So, but yeah, they they like I say they'll they'll spread you out in eleven personnel. They'll they'll go with three tight ends and spread you out. You know, and then they'll condense. And so anytime a team has the ability to do that, it's it's hard to scheme against. You know, and uh, that's where we just got to rely on execution and. Uh, and just anticipate what's coming. I think right now our players have a good beat on uh, what Boise's trying to do, just based on alignments and, mm-hmm. and splits and, and, and uh, body demeanor, you know, yeah. those little things. Uh, I think the players are have done a really good job preparing so far uh, and just be dialed up to that stuff. So we'll see how it goes. Like I said, like, they're a good team. Regardless of, of uh, popular belief, we're a good team too. Like we've we've shown where we've played at a high level. We just got to finish games and and uh, just be more consistent. That's it. Great, coach. Thanks so much. Absolutely. There you go, Preston Hadley, BYU safeties coach, and can't thank him enough for taking the time to join us here on Locked On Cougars. Some great thoughts for him. You can tell he is fired up for Boise State. One note you probably can tell from that and from some of the other interviews this week is the coaching staff at BYU has taken upon themselves the failings of BYU against Toledo and USF. I think they've gone to the players and said, you know what, we have failed you guys in these two losses. It's a motivational ploy. It's a coaching ploy that happens with multiple staffs and hopefully it pays off for them because you can only do that one time in a season because eventually you've got to turn the attention to the players and say, guess what? We can put you in position to make plays, but you ultimately have to make the plays. 
BYU and Kalani Satake and his coaching staff decided to make that move this week to take the blame upon themselves. Hopefully it results in them coaching better, but also hopefully the players take an added sense of, hey, I need to step up and really own who I am, own my position, do what I need to do to be successful on the field, because that's the only way you can expect BYU to progress as a football program. But I really do appreciate Preston Hadley kind of laying out what's going on with BYU. He expects his safeties to be much better in the run game to help stiffen up uh, BYU's issues in that run game. He said he took the, a lot of the blame for him for, on his group for what happened against USF in the run game. So we'll see what happens against Boise State. You can tell he's fired up for this game. He feels like they match up well. I'm very wary of Boise State. They have had BYU's number for years. The only two wins in the series in BYU's history have been in Provo. So I guess that is one positive in that regard, that it is a home game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. But the 14th-ranked Broncos, they got plenty of talent coming to Provo with or without Hank Bachmeyer. And we'll keep you updated on any news that comes out of Boise State camp this week as well. All right, uh, we're going to get to some other news in BYU sports here in just a moment. A big award once again. On, on both the women's soccer and women's volleyball side of things. Two players uh, getting Player of the Week honors from the West Coast Conference. We'll cover that here in just a minute. Before we do that, though, do need to talk to you today about our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. They're a local company based in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front. They don't believe in door-to-door salesmen. That's what I love about these guys, Seth Baird and his team at All Guard Pest Control. They're not going to knock on your door and say, hey, you want us to spray for your bugs. They have two different programs that they offer to their customers. One, they have a quarterly pest control program, which they come out every three months, spray for whatever that season's hot uh, bugs are going to be. So coming up during the winter here, you have a lot of spiders and the like trying to move inside your home. Well, guess what? They're going to make sure your foundation is sealed so that you're not going to have creepy crawly things showing up indoors during the winter months when you spend a lot of time indoors. But they also offer one-time services. If you need one-time service, you need one thing taken care of, they're going to show up. All Guard will take care of you the one time, but they're not going to require you to sign a contract that makes them come back out or allows them to come back out and continue to charge you. They'll take care of you the one time, and then they'll leave you alone. It is a fantastic way to go about business and reflects in their awesome online reviews. You can go look at them online. They're absolutely incredible. Five-star reviews up and down the board, guys. They also use the safest products, so you can have that peace of mind knowing that it's safe around your family and your pets. Give them a call, 801 801- 851-1812 or check them out at allguardpestcontrols.com they would love to be a customer they would love to have customers call them and let them know that Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatch sent you so check them out guys All Guard Pest Control phone number 801-851-1812 or check them out at allguardpestcontrols.com All right, catching up on a couple of news items from BYU Sports. Let's start off in the pro ranks as Kyle Collinsworth, former BYU star guard, has actually signed a training camp deal with the Utah Jazz. He's competing with the Jazz as they continue on in training camp here. He will compete for a roster slot, but according to multiple reports, if he doesn't make the Utah Jazz roster, he will then be transferred to the Salt Lake City Stars, who acquired his player rights last week. So best of luck to KC as he tries to make the NBA roster of the Utah Jazz be 
an awesome story to see a hometown kid playing for his hometown team in the NBA. But Collinsworth, I'm not counting him out. He's been an impressive player, played 30-plus games for the Dallas Mavericks a couple years back, and he's been a standout in the G League ever since. So I'm hopeful he gets that opportunity, and we'll see how it shakes out there. Now, going on campus at BYU, let's start off with the number 9 women's volleyball team. Freshman setter Whitney Bauer was named West Coast Conference Player of the Week on Monday for her efforts last week as BYU swept both of their matches last week as they improved to 16-2 and and 7-0 in conference play. She secured 32 assists and 3 kills in BYU's win over San Francisco. She also added an ace in that match. So a big time showing for Whitney Bauer, just a freshman on BYU's very highly thought of volleyball program. They have one match this week. They face off against San Diego, co-leader in the West Coast Conference at 7-0 in conference play. That's in the Smith Fieldhouse this Friday at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. It will be televised on BYU TV, but I would encourage you guys, if you haven't seen a volleyball match in the Smith Fieldhouse, go check it out. It'll be a great weekend to do that. One other note for you guys on campus, the junior midfielder Michaela Coulihan was named West Coast Conference Player of the Week for the second time this season. That came out on Monday. She rec- she scored a goal as well as recording a pair of assists in both of BYU's wins over Pepperdine and Pacific last week, keeping BYU undefeated in league play. On the week, she had two goals, four assists, eight points, 11 shots and 129 minutes played. Congratulations to Michaela Coulihan on the award. She's also a Mac Herman Trophy Award watchlist nominee and she was on the WCC preseason team so she is living up to every bit of the hype that was given to her in the preseason. So congratulations to Michaela Coulihan. One final note for you guys as we reported last week on the podcast BYU walk-on guard Colby Lafeson has entered the NCAA transfer portal. He announced earlier this week officially that he will transfer from BYU I did find it kind of funny that I went to media day last week and he was there in uniform and also was part of team pictures as BYU gets ready for the upcoming basketball season. But he's ultimately decided that his future lies elsewhere and best of luck to him and whatever is next for Colby Lafeson. That'll do it for today's edition of Locked On Cougars. Can't thank you guys enough for continuing to support the podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review on whichever podcatcher you prefer to use. We are available everywhere podcasts can be found, Apple Podcasts, Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Himalaya Podcast app, and the like. Thanks again for supporting the show. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Locked On Cougars. Follow me on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch, or of course, you can drop us a note via email at lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union, as well as All Guard Pest Control. Check out both of those great companies. Proud to have them as sponsors here on Locked On Cougars. Until tomorrow, enjoy whatever's left of your Wednesday. We'll talk to you soon. This has been Locked On Cougars for October 16th. 2019.